Welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. My name is Louisa Havers and I help high achievers, entrepreneurs and coaches lift the lid on life and business so that they can live at their highest value. Each episode, we will bring you our favorite founders, CEOs and guest experts to share with you their insights and strategies to expand your wealth consciousness, your spiritual leadership and aligned business strategies. We know that living in alignment with your soul's mission is what fulfills you and we're here to show you how to achieve this in an energetically aligned way. If you haven't already, be sure to claim your free abundance activation in the Akashic Records. Go to louisahavers.com forward slash gift to unlock your abundance activation today. And if you'd like my support in having aligned success in life and business, then contact me at www.louisahavers.com and let's explore together if it's an aligned match. Get ready to live at your highest value and to expand into your next level of money as you elevate and receive more. You create more for others. Righty-ho, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to this week's show and a huge welcome to my special guest, Amber Romaniak. Welcome, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am so good. I'm so good. I'm so excited for our conversation today. It's going to be really, really juicy. I want to share your bio, if that is okay with everybody, because it's very impressive. And I think everybody would love to hear what you've been up to. And then we can dive into dive into all the things. So Amber is an emotional eating, digestive and hormone expert who helps high achieving women create a level of body confidence, intuition and optimal health through powerful mindset, healing, self-care and overcoming self-sabotage with food. She does this through addressing the key negative thoughts, patterns and limiting beliefs that keep women stuck in the same behaviours for years and decades that they haven't been able to break. Oh, just so many people on this pattern. Um, her podcast, The No Sugar Coating Podcast, has over a million downloads, over 400 episodes and is listened to in over 88 countries. Talk about impact, Amber. That's phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> and these are incredible statistics as well. Amber overcame her own emotional eating after gaining and losing more than a thousand pounds and spending over fifty thousand pounds dollars getting confused with my pounds <laughs> <laughs> on binge food and spending five years balancing her hormones, digestion. She also dismantled her deep limiting beliefs and behaviors, keeping her stuck in the same looping patterns. Now she helps others achieve the biggest healing miracles of body freedom so that they have the confidence and health to create amazing lives a huge welcome Amber oh thank you so much that was like the best bio intro read ever (laughs) thank you thank you and it's just phenomenal hearing your story and the impact that you've made because this is just absolutely huge the the lives that you are changing with the work you do it's wonderful thank you I really appreciate that it's been a journey like the journey of healing and then the journey of running a business and like working through all the right internal <laughs> stuff of that, as we know, like everyone has, you know, it's a huge growth opportunity. So it's been a beautiful blessing and honor to assist the women and to <laughs> go through more healing myself. <laughs> the he- healing is a gift that keeps on giving. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Often people will say, when when am I done? I'm like, "Mm, Uh, because we get to grow. We get to carry on growing and evolving. Yes, Um, exactly. (laughs) 
So how I always love to hear people's journey. Like, how did you start your business? Because I always think people are really interested. Like, how did you <laughs> yeah, get on the yeah. journey? Yeah, so I never thought I'd actually have my own business. My whole goal growing up was to become some kind of a TV host, like an entertainment reporter. And so I went initially to school for broadcasting, which I'm so glad that never panned out the way, <laughs> right? With things like, oh, thank you, universe. You definitely had my back. Um, anyway, so I, but I loved having that background because it really helped with speaking and right, all kinds of different things that would, that would come and benefit me in my business. But I really had a very emotional relationship with food um, and and was very insecure growing up and it's so innocent, right? But just some things that really shaped the way I was with food in my body, you know, when I was five, my first day on the bus, you know, getting on the bus, so excited as a five-year-old. And then my soul just gets crushed because the older boys call me fat and ugly. And then the whole bus is just making fun of me and laughing at me. And I didn't know how to process or deal with that. So I took that identity on for the next 20 years of my life. I believe them because I was like, well, they don't know me. It must be true. Right. And so growing up very insecure in my body, taking on that identity. And then I grew up in a house where my mom, who obviously was doing her best, but she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis before I was born. And so I think one of the ways for her to compensate with a lot of the things we couldn't do just because her symptoms were flare up or she'd get fatigued really fast was food. And mm -hmm. so no matter where we went, we were always eating together and there was always a wide array of baked goods and sweets and right. All kinds of junk in the house, you could say, and there was never any limits placed on. It was just like, I could eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I thought that that was normal. And obviously I didn't know that, you know, these foods could impact your mood and your health or your frequency or anything in any of that matter. I just didn't know any of that. And so I grew up just eating kind of what I wanted and, and feeling really insecure and just assuming because my mom's side of the family was, you know, on the heavier side that I probably would be too and got those genes. Like we're taught it's all genetic, which is such BS, yes. but, um, you know, and then you hit your tweens and your pre-teens and you Hollywood and the media and magazines and movies and, and pop stars and, and they all just look so perfect and they have the flat stomach and, and their bodies and you're, and you start comparing yourself going, well, there's something wrong with me because I don't look like that. And if I want money, fame, success, love, attention, like I need to, how, how can I fix my body because I don't look good enough and I'm not good enough. And so the diet, so I started to get into the diets and the teen diets and hopping on Britney Spears diet. And I remember like taking my hard earned allowance and buying the South beach diet at the bookstore and right. And like just being 11, 12 years old and thinking that this was my resolve because the conditioning of course, from the Hollywood and media and school and all of these things is really kicking in at that time. And then in my early twenties, binge eating really hit hard consciously after a breakup, I lost weight really fast. I started exercising two hours a day, which I don't recommend. And it just fell off really fast. Um, and nothing got fixed from it. I was so convinced from all the dieting and the magazine covers that say like weight loss will make you happy. And of course you get that message conditioned into your subconscious mind a good million times, probably right. <laughs> as you're growing up, becoming a woman, and you're so convinced you believe you start to believe a lie because it's just so ingrained in your subconscious. Right. And so I'm like, oh, if I could just reach my goal weight, I'll be happy. And then I did and nothing changed. I wasn't happy, was more arrogant. My period disappeared. My hormones are starting to go out of whack. And I'm like, 
well, this isn't attainable or manageable. And then a switch flipped and I started going the other way and just eating my way through everything. And I think there was obviously a lot of hurt and unworthiness and this void that I was now trying to fill with food, even though I didn't know it yet. And I, I fell into the binge eating cycle and then I gained 70 pounds or 80 pounds in four months. It was the heaviest I'd ever been. I just wanted to hide at home in shame, was mm. broke, had a crappy retail job, you know, and went through that cycle for the next couple of years where it was literally me on my days off, going to the fast food, going to the bake shop, going to all these places and eating so much, right? It wasn't just for me, like half of a chocolate bar or a mini bag of chips. It was literally binging and losing control through multiple different foods until I was so full, I was sick. Binging and purging for a period of six months thinking, well, if I purge, I won't gain weight. But that of course was very harsh on my body and just made everything worse. And it's a very, when you don't know what's going on, or maybe you start to figure out what's going on, like nobody wants to hurt themselves. But when there is this chasing of this dopamine high and this chasing of, I just want to eat this to feel good because I'm so afraid to feel my emotions. I don't know how to process through stress. I don't like myself. I hate my body. Like you just really just want to numb out and check out of your reality. And you wish you were in someone else's. And, and that is something that I really started to realize as I started to go, okay, something isn't right here. Like how come I, I can't, I have no control with food. I literally start and can't stop. I'm hurting my body. My digestion is a mess. I've gained all this weight. Emotionally, I'm really struggling. I Like, why is this happening to me? And so I started to learn a little bit about like emotional eating and binge eating. And I'm like, I think this is what's going on, but I still wasn't able to do anything about it. And I like to preface this because I think this is something that hangs up a lot of people, men and women, but in this particular case, a lot of women, and you can probably contest to this as well with the work that you do. But I was tolerating this behavior and I was tolerating this suffering. And I was essentially in this denial that it's not a big deal. Food's your friend. This is how you cope. Like, who would you be if you didn't have this coping? Like you'd have nothing, like you'd have nothing. And then you'd have no way to cope. And so the fear of change, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what the journey could look like and the daunting, like, I don't even know where to start was literally keeping me in this comfort zone of suffering. And then I had a moment where I finished a binge. I knew what I was doing at this point. I was scared for my life. I'm 21 at the time thinking, I don't think I'm going to make 30 if I keep this up. Wow. I'm being so hard on my body. Mm-hmm. This is happening every, almost every night. Right. So it's very intense. And then restricting and dieting and over-exercising and just was a mess. And so I'd thrown the food away because I always promised myself, if I throw the food away, I won't go and dig through the garbage. And that night after I got some room in my stomach, I went and I dug through the garbage. I ate the cookies and I just sat on the floor and was so embarrassed and so ashamed and just like, who am I? And how did this become my life? Like I'm literally just ate out of a garbage. I'm alone. I'm sick. I'm broke. I'm unhappy. Like nothing. I had a great upbringing. Like what the heck happened? Mm. However, I needed that moment to happen because it crushed the fear of the unknown, the fear of who I'd be without food, the fear of change. It crushed the denial. And now the suffering became so front and center that I'm like, I cannot keep tolerating this level of suffering. I can no longer deny that this isn't a big deal. It is a big deal. I need to do something about it. So that whole experience really got me on a healing journey where I really started to learn about food and the addictive qualities of sugar and MSG and all these things that I was consuming. And that was giving me this dopamine high. I started to learn about the dopamine high and that it give these things give us the same high as heroin. 
I started to change the way I eat to support my health. Mm. But then I started to realize there was a massive emotional void because I still wanted to binge on like cashews or organic peanut butter and 10 bananas. And then I started to realize I have this void. I don't know how to feel. I'm afraid to feel. I don't have any healthy ways to cope and I don't know what's triggering me to eat. So then I went on that phase of the journey. And as I healed all that and stopped the binging and the food addiction and all of those things and really learned to love myself, which again, I'm just giving the Coles notes version. I really became inspired to want to help others because I started opening up and sharing my story. And women were asking questions going, I'm going through that. I'm going through this. What are you doing? You look better. You're happier. Like what's changing? Because a lot of healing occurred. And then I was like, I feel like this is why I'm here. You know, I'd gone through one experience with a psychologist and unfortunately it was very negative and I poured my heart out, got so vulnerable and, and just felt very judged. And she was just like, well, just learn to love yourself and stop going to the store and buying the food. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what? if this is what people are getting, like I need to, I need to start something because the, the, the compassion and the understanding and the safe space is so important to hold because sometimes like these women are opening up for the first time and it feels so crappy to feel judged and to feel a cold response. So those were all big motivators. And then, you know, I started my business 10, literally 10 years ago. And here we are. It's been, it's been such a blessing. And now I see why I had to go through all of that. Um, But that's, yeah. Oh, Amber, what a journey. The the little young version of you went on all that. Those experiences. It's just incredible when you look back and can see the journey that you've been on. And like you said, that you realize that actually this is part of your, you're here to help people in, in a way. And you know, better than anybody because you've been on the journey. And I think that's something we can all relate to, isn't it? When we find the person that's meant to be helping us, they get it if they really have, they've already, they've been there and uh, they've gone through that, gone through that process. You've touched on so many things there um, <laughs> as you as you were sharing. It was um, really thank you so much for sharing, sharing your heart and uh, all, all that you experienced. And that piece that I really kind of took away from what you were sharing around, you know, when you were 21 and feeling that at the depths of of your kind of perhaps it felt like it was your lowest point that really recognizing what was at stake if you didn't kind of mm-hmm. change things and 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 take control and there's so many pieces I think that can bubble up for us. It's, this can get mirrored in, in business where we can, um, what is it that drives people to be able to make the change they need to make um, within business? Because there's so much that can bubble up. Um, you know, you spoke about self, self-sabotage self in so many different ways along your own emotional eating journey, but you know, people can self-sabotage in, in business, you know, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. of course, and in all aspects of life. What what do you think in terms of, you know, from your perspective, the, the way that you look at the world is why is it important to heal self-sabotage when we're, you know, everyone here is running their businesses? Oh, gosh, it's so important because from an energetic and frequency standpoint, when we are hurting ourselves with food, alcohol, we're mindlessly buying things, we're like draining our bank accounts, right? Whatever it is, um, what we're met with is a lot of guilt and shame. And those are very dense, heavy emotions. And if we're constantly in these looping spirals of shame, guilt, embarrassment, we're dropping our frequency, number one, and that is blocking our ability to manifest more of what we want. And instead we manifest more lack, more misaligned clients, misaligned relationships, things that don't end up working out. Um, And bigger than that, 
in my opinion, is it keeps hitting on our self-worth and the more insecure and unworthy we feel because we don't look good enough yet and we haven't lost that 10, 50, 100 pounds, however much yet, the more fear we have of other people judging us. And then we're not showing up in our businesses. You're not showing up in speaking. You're not showing up on your Instagram live. You're not showing up on that podcast interview because you're afraid to be seen because you're afraid you're going to be judged or you're thinking, well, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not good enough. And so then you're literally holding back on, you know, as you're being of service to the world and why you may have, you know, decided to be here based on your And So I think the third thing is when you are exhausted and you have adrenal burnout, it's, you know, really high cortisol stress levels and you are bloated and your digestion is a mess all the time and you have insane cravings and brain fog, it's hard to show up and be clear in your business. It, you know, that your intuitive channel isn't fully open, your intuition it's harder to access it because it's being suppressed by all the self-sabotage and these symptoms, right? You're, you're pissed off at your body because she's not working the way you want her to. And when we're fighting with our body, again, we're emitting all this, you know, energy that maybe isn't what you want to be putting out. It's not about perfection, but I really believe the health of your business is dictated by your own mental, emotional, physical, energetic health. And so if you're unhappy with certain things in your business, are you willing to be honest and go inward and just explore and get curious what is off inside that I haven't been willing to deal with because I haven't had time? It doesn't feel like it's been a priority, right? Because if we're feeling unworthy and then we go into, I have to people please in my business. I have to be available to my clients 24 seven. You don't have good boundaries. You're literally taking on so many different things and it's just draining you even more because you feel like you have to people please and prove and be a perfectionist. It's going to be the demise of your business because you're going to end up burnt out and unwell. And then, right. Like it just is, mm. I've seen these vicious cycles with so many women. I have so many women who are business owners that come as clients and they're literally putting themselves on the back burner and it's feeling the emotional eating and binge eating because they don't have any time for themselves. Their health is declining and there's a lot of symptoms and imbalances going on. They're gaining the weight. They don't feel good enough. They feel so out of control with themselves and their bodies and likely though other areas of their life feel really good, but they're going, how come this, why can't I figure this out? I'm like, cause it's you and yourself and nothing external can fill the internal void and fulfill you. That's so true. Do you know, one of the things I often say to my clients is, you know, your business shows up in your body. So how is it showing up in your body? There's that two-way flow, um, yeah. you know, with the, the stress kind of being mirrored, mirrored back within the, the body. And I know many of our listeners have had burnout and often it's the pivotal moment that people, because we value our health ultimately, where it's like, hang on a second, I am not putting my body through that again. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I speak for myself as well. I've had burnout too. After I, my, my version, how it manifested for me was I got shingles. This is uh, back when I was working for, for social services. So I got shingles and then chronic fatigue and my weight went through the, through the roof as, as, as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm hearing everything <laughs> that you're saying yeah. um, and recognizing that, you know, I had my my own version of this, too. Um, so I just want to pick up a, that bit about burnout, because I think, you know, mm-hmm. we've certainly had lots of conversations around this in our community. So I think it's a big topic for people is, you know, w- from your perspective, what leads to burnout? And di- I know this is your area of expertise. How does that then impact our our hormones. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you asked this because I have 
in my 10 years and thousands of women doing hormone testing and like connecting on this very deeply, I have never had a woman not have hormone imbalance of some kind. Okay. Mm. And I had it the worst, like I'm so grateful. I've yet to see someone with as poor of results as me with the cortisol, but essentially I think one of the reasons, one of the biggest things that drives this burnout is we don't feel good enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. We internally don't feel good enough. And we are convinced externally through our upbringing, through social, right? Like society, media, et cetera, that you do more, you hustle harder, you, you take on more commitments, right? And you have external success. And then finally you'll be happy, but people can have all the success, money, cars, whatever in the world. I'm all for having a nice car, but it's like, if you are chasing all these external things because you don't feel good enough, you're going to end up in the burnout eventually. And where it comes from is I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. So I need to prove because I got bullied when I was five and the older boys call me fat and ugly. I need to prove to them that I'm good enough. So I'm going to lose the weight, get that revenge body. And like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got told by people when I started my business, that's not realistic as if that's ever going to happen. So I need to like show Mm -hmm. up and extra and prove, right? So that all came from insecurity. I was the people pleaser. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to book all these workshops. I'm not going to have any boundaries. I'm going to be available to my clients 24 seven when I first started my business. And then they're getting upset when I'm not responding on a Saturday in five minutes. And like, and then I'm stressed for the rest of my weekend because I didn't set any boundaries, but I have to be there. Cause God forbid I upset a client. Cause I need the money. Cause now I'm full. Right. And so those narratives all come in from lack. Right. But that still comes from the unworthiness and lack of trust in myself, the people pleasing of right. Like giving, offering something for free or at a low price when internally, you know, you're worth more, but we do those kinds of things when, when we don't feel good enough. And then the perfection I need to create the perfect social media post. I have to record the perfect podcast. I have to look perfect before I can grow my business and put myself out there. So I better get on the diet. I better lose the weight, but then you're never getting out there because you're never reaching the goal weight or you're only doing it for a week or a month. And then you're going back into hiding once the scale goes back up. So I, I do think a lot of what drives the burnout is this perfection, all or nothing, proving people pleasing mentalities we're overbooking our schedule. We're saying yes to everyone else, no to ourselves. We're not taking our own well-being into account as much as ideally we should be. And then of course you, you're a, a mom. Maybe you have kids, you have a family, you're a spe- like you're playing so many roles. Mm-hmm. And if you were brought up in a family where you were told, no, you put yourself last, it is a shameful thing to be selfish and make yourself a priority you'll take that lineage on and and be like, oh my gosh, I don't want my family to judge me. So there's all those things I think that really fuel this. And then of course, what ends up happening is how does it impact our hormones? Well, we have a beautiful hormone called cortisol and it is our stress hormone. And if we're constantly in a state of stress response, fight or flight, which is the, the amygdala really controls that in the brain. If we're constantly in stress response, whether you're getting cut off in traffic or you're stressing about your body or you're looking at your schedule and you're so overbooked, you want to cry, right? Mm -hmm. We are producing a lot of cortisol and the amygdala is like flood cortisol and adrenaline through her body. There is a bear in front of her and we need to make sure that she is protected, even though there's not, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I see is women have this constant flood of cortisol and we're only supposed to produce a little bit have a stress response, have it be resolved in a few minutes and have it go away. But we've got all these mini and big stress responses happening that just accumulate and keep fueling this cortisol. So 
women end up in a state of burnout, whether their cortisol levels get way too high, which is called adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout where it's peaked and it's gone really high. But now the adrenal glands, which produce the cortisol are so depleted and now barely, you're barely producing enough cortisol to function. And this is where women will experience extreme exhaustion. You'll wake up even after like a 10 hour rest and feel exhausted mm-hmm. and tired afternoon energy lulls, abdominal weight gain and feeling puffy, swollen, retaining water, troubles, losing weight, more irritable and moody, just feeling like really in your head, more reactive, more emotional, like a shorter fuse, more cravings for sugar, salt, and carbs. The appetite levels go all over the place. And I often find increase for most women, the odd person it's less, but And then this makes it easier to want to overeat and emotionally eat and just gorge on all your favorite stuff because the cravings fuel the desire to chase certain foods. And when we're overwhelmed and in a burnout state and you have brain fog and you're tired, you're more likely to be in an I don't care mentality. And that fuels that I don't care mentality with food more, right? So, and then of course, the longer this is off, this can impact other hormones and we can end up with infertility. I see more women miscarrying because their cortisol is through the roof and it's eating up that very important progesterone that is needed to conceive and and grow the baby full term, skip cycles, irregular cycles, a lot of spotting. and, And again, just not feeling yourself. And then this will impact the thyroid and all kinds of other things and sensitive digestion. So this is one of the biggest imbalances that I see with women and that burnout. Mm, it just, it's huge, isn't it? There's mm-hmm. so much, I think, certainly I've seen over the years, burnout increasing, which kind yes. of makes sense with the way society is running, people trying to do a million things, being the yeah. mom, being all those roles that yeah. you described you know, when, when do we, do we allow ourselves to have the off switch? You know, often we think self-care is I'm going to go on a retreat with some friends like once a year, you know, (laughs) that's going to fix it all. No, (laughs) we need to build it in so that we're not getting to that piece of, you know, and I'm saying this, having had my own, my own burnout of recognizing that, yeah, cortisol was uh, running, running rampant through my body. Um, Being able to bring in those practices so that we're not enabling that whole kind of um I was going to say like domino effect that you were describing in terms of you know the cortisol the adrenal fatigue and then then you've got the old thyroid (laughs) kicking in Mm -hmm. as well because there's so much there um and really being I think we're really being invited to listen more and more to our bodies and I'm I'm certainly seeing more people recognizing that the key for them to be able to understand their bodies better to understand the energetics so that Mm. they can really listen to how their subconscious and their body is speaking to them about what they really need it's huge and I don't think one of the things a lot of people don't realize is that your symptoms did not just show up for no reason your symptoms are there and they manifest through five planes. So if we don't address things on a spiritual and energetic level, then we will start to have more emotional reactions. And if we don't address the mental emotional, well, the last plane of manifestation is a physical symptom. So if you are constantly hanging on to guilt and frustration and anger, you may have a lot of digestive issues and bloating and pain, um, because that's where those emotions sit. If you get a lot of UTIs, a lot of fear will usually sit in the kidneys right? Lung issues is grief. I mean, there's more, but just to give a few examples, right? 
weight, right? Weight is a protective mechanism. So if you don't feel safe consciously or subconsciously, and you're really stressed, the body she's so intelligent. She's like, I just want to keep you safe in case that bear comes and attacks you. So let's protect you with more protection. And we just get upset. But if we don't understand like the underlying root reasons for why this is happening, we just get upset with the body and keep fighting with her. And then things get worse. So true. So true. It's a really important piece to reflect that actually ultimately what we see is in relation to what's going on in our bodies, almost that last piece, because it's all been happening on the etheric and the the different Mm -hmm. planes that you were you were speaking to. So thinking about this, you know, what is your reflection on, you know, and you may have touched on some of this, but just I feel like it's such an important point. You know, why do you feel that it's an important point to do that? The the deeper work to heal our bodies rather than because there are some Band-Aid quick fixes that we can do. Why do you think it's worth us kind of going into that piece of the, the deeper work rather than the, you know, the quick the quick fix that. There's, yeah. there's pieces that, that can be very rewarding temporarily. <laughs> yeah. They give us that quick fix dopamine high rate, but mm. it's so important for us to be open and willing to ease. And, and of course, baby step into the deeper work, because if we really want to heal, that's the way. If we want to keep suffering and going through the same symptoms or seeing them getting worse, we want to keep fighting with the weight loss and the weight gain. You want to keep fighting with your body and food and seeing that those imbalances and those ups and downs show up in your relationships and your business and all these other areas, right? That's where, you know, keep up with the quick fixes. But the deeper work, number one, you learn so much about yourself that you didn't know there, you get to reclaim your power. As a baby, you came in fully unconditionally loving yourself, knowing how powerful the light you are. We get conditioned. We get the soul sucked out of us in school, essentially, in a lot of senses and through growing up and we're essentially conditioned. You're not good enough and all of that, right? So we forget who we really are. We get disconnected from that. So as you do your deeper work, you reclaim your power you learn how to manage the negative ego mindset and, and learn how to live more in your power and your heart. You get to reconnect with your intuition. You get to reconnect with the self-love, the confidence, the joy, the peace, the gratitude, all these things that are already within you. And you get to remember who you are. And I think that that's one of the biggest pieces. And that as we do that, we get to realize I, everyone is just as good and just as worthy. And I don't have to compare and no one is better than me. And I have, and maybe you discover your purpose if you haven't yet through your deeper healing, or you can amplify your purpose because now you have more bandwidth, more energy, you're more grounded, you have good boundaries. I also think it's really important because you will never have the level of growth, awareness, and understanding through the quick fixes that you will doing your own healing, right? I never used to be aware of my body or in tune at all. I was so out of touch. Mm. Now I am so in tune and it's a blessing um, that I can tell when my adrenal glands start to go off. I can tell if my thyroid's a little bit off. I can feel when I'm taking on energy from the collective that isn't mine Mm. versus what is right. And, and it took time to build that. However, it's a blessing because now with awareness, if something feels off, or I'm giving my power where my ego's just blah, blah, blah. I can, <laughs> I can do the deeper work and process and use my tools or reach out for support or whatever it is and shift more quickly or more easily or learn a lesson and not have to be put through it 10 more times. Right. And the more 
confident I am, the more in power I am, the more compassion I have for self and others. Well, I can show up and be of service. I can hold the space. I can right expand and grow and, and also attract the things that I want because we're a mirror. So I think there's many reasons, but I always say you deny yourself of learning so much about yourself, remembering who you really are, reconnecting with your intuition and all these incredible parts of you. If you just keep the quick fix and you keep just distracting yourself and blocking. That distraction piece is just so key. It's it's a brilliant way to keep your business where it is because you're doing the wrong thing. It's like, but you can feel very purposeful, whatever it is, whether it's being very purposeful, trying to kind of solve the money story, very purposeful, trying to sort out your hormones. Mm -hmm. We can have these distractions, can't we, that can give us that fix of feeling purposeful. But actually, we want to feel that sense of fulfillment within our business. Yeah. And and to just touch, because I think this is important. You just brought this up. You know, there's a lot of women like I'll get testing done. I'll take the vitamins right for my hormones. And then like, how come it's not getting better? Right. And so we can quick fix, even like you said, with our healing and it's like, okay, the vitamins are great. Understanding your hormone test results are really important. However, if you're not addressing the people pleasing, the perfection, right. The proving the overbooking, you're lacking boundaries because you're terrified to set them in your business or personal life, and then you're numbing out with food and whatever, and over caffeinating and over stimulating, it's going to be really hard to balance your hormones. And you're going to, you could take 10 adrenal supports, but it's, it'd just be like putting toothpicks to, you know, like hold up a house. Like the foundation isn't solid because well, what created the hormone issues in the first place, these behaviors are your, your limiting thoughts, beliefs dictate the way you behave. And if you're in all of that narrative, it's going to keep overwhelming and overstimulating your system. So let's do the the vitamins and the, the nourishing food and let's deal with these negative thoughts, limiting beliefs that are fueling behavior that isn't in a line for your healing. So it's, yeah. It's so important. There's just, there's just so much there. And I think one of the things that um, really can come through for people where they think, um, it's a little bit like you can think your cup is full in that, you know, I, I don't have this, uh, you know, I feel like I'm good enough, etc. But one of the things that um, I, I I see, and I'm sure you do as well, is as people are growing their businesses, they'll grow as much as they're ready to allow themselves to receive as much as they allow themselves to feel good enough. And so mm-hmm. they may feel that they don't have an issue at that certain level, but if they really wanted to, and they they want to grow to that next level, <laughs> then their cup suddenly becomes half full because yeah. the containers got bigger and they haven't yeah. topped topped it up and dealt with that that those layers of healing around those beliefs and the 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 thoughts that you were talking about. Yeah, you're so right. And if your cortisol's through the roof, it's very hard to hold space for more clients or one-on-one and then group and, and other things. Right. And you'll, you'll be upset with yourself because you're going, how come I can't grow? And how come I can't reach this next level? Like financially, and how come more people aren't coming into my stuff? And if your body is so intelligent, she's like, well, we, we can only give you so much right now. Cause you're not taking care of this piece within you. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. so key. It's one of the biggest things that I see is this fear of burnout Mm-hmm. preventing people wanting to to grow their businesses more because they've worked so hard to get to where they're at that the subconscious and the body's going to be like yeah we're going to keep you safe we are not going around that circus again <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally the body's so intelligent that's such a gift that when we really can be that self-aware to be able to work with the body and to be able to find out what's going on 
oh my word there's just so much here Amber I love it (laughs) Um, so just to kind of wrap up what would you say then you know as you reflect on everything that we've been talking about what are the sort of top three tips that you would share with entrepreneurs that you know are in business yeah so I think number one is be honest with yourself like in a loving way if you have been leading from the proving the people pleasing the overbooking right out of lack or fear and whether worthiness whatever it is within you but you are burnt out you're tired you're bloated you're unhappy with your health you know are you willing to do the work there and face that are you willing to you know fulfill that piece so you can finally feel worthy and and It'll completely, in a positive way, change the way you're showing up in your business in all areas of your life. But be honest with yourself. I think the second thing is, you know, if you are dealing with emotional eating or binge eating or stress eating or using food or anything else as a coping mechanism, be willing to work through it. And or if you've been dealing with it for years or decades, get support Mm. because it is such a multi-layer complex thing and it's not about willpower it's not about trying harder on your diet so stop letting your ego trying to convince you that it is um it will teach you so much about yourself your triggers will teach you so much about yourself and there is a level of self-love for you to build with yourself and with food um and doing so will help first with so much healing within you but then in your business you're going to see your business grow and thrive because again you're cleaning out this looping behavior that's pulling your frequency down i think the third thing is be open and willing to like trust that healing is going to help you first and foremost, which is going to help the expansion of your business, right? If you take a little more or a lot more time for you, for self-care, for sleep, for nourishment, for doing that inner work and regulating your nervous system, you are not going to see a negative response in your business. You're going to see a positive response because the more in alignment you are with yourself and your well-being, the more in alignment your business is going to be to have the energetic match for success, aligned clients, expansion, growth, etc. So I think it's really not fearing that prioritizing you a little bit more is going to negatively impact your business if you're in that fear work through it. Such good advice. Such good advice. And I love what you said about you. You learn so much through your triggers. So true. Yes. <laughs> that that part of that beautiful part of the, the healing journey. So I know that everyone listening is going to be like, I want to come into Amber's world. How can they find you? And I know you've got an incredible quiz. Please do tell everybody about your your quiz, how they can find you. Where in the world are you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> all, of course. Yeah. So um The best place to go is to the website at amberapproved.ca. Here you can take the free emotional eating quiz. If you're wondering if you are struggling, it will give you a score and then you'll get some really incredible podcasts and different just little things to help build some awareness on your journey. Um, Also on the website at amberapproved.ca, you can check out the over 400 episodes of the No Sugar Coding podcast. If you liked our conversation, I go in depth tenfold with everything from hormones to mindset, to energy, to emotional eating, self-worth, weight blocks, et cetera. So you can check that out there, any podcast app. And then of course, if you're wanting to have more of a conversation and potentially explore support, you can book a 30 minute body freedom consultation on the website as well. And I'm on Instagram and it's my name, Amber Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. And I would encourage everybody to come and check out your free gift and the quiz. That just sounds 
absolutely phenomenal so many opportunities to to learn more and your podcast is incredible thank you thank you so much for your time your love and sharing your wisdom with us all today amber thank you so much for having me it's truly been a pleasure and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening we hope that this has served you please do share your reflections with us share share you know tag me and amber in a post on facebook or instagram let us know what you loved about the about the show we would love to hear from you sending you all lots and lots of love namaste thanks for listening to the infinite prosperity podcast and if you like what you've heard and want to know more please go to louisahavers.com we just appreciate you so much so thank you for listening and hanging out with us if there's anything that we can do for you you can email us at louisa at louisahavers.com let my team know if you have any ideas for shows that you'd love to hear or topics you want me to talk about really looking forward to hearing from you all right that is it for this week everybody thank you so much for joining us for today looking forward to connecting with you again until next time namaste